Okay, welcome to Sportsbook Club. I'm Rich with Matt and Jeff. Guys, how you doing? How was your sports weekend? Fantastic. Excellent. Thank wow, you for excellent. asking. Please tell me more. Vince, <laughs> we ended up with what I thought was going to be a pretty light weekend of of action. Ended up being okay. You know, it's I, I think I I don't know if we've discussed this or not before among the three of us, but for everyone else, until a few months ago, I never did any sports gambling. I mean, if we go to Vegas, I would put $3 on the Lions to win the Super Bowl or something, but I, I just never did it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll bet on the golf course, and we'll play a little bit of poker now and then, but it's just as gambling's never been my thing. But now that we're doing this, uh, I, I'm enjoying it. There's always value to be found, in my opinion, you know, out there, you know, in these numbers. And I just, I love going through and trying to figure things out. So like yesterday, yesterday didn't seem like much was going on, but, you know, we ended up with a little bit of money on NASCAR, a little college basketball, a little golf. And it was fantastic. I mean, and just every day, I want to say for the week, I ended up, you know, we go, I'm calling the unit as our standard bet, five bucks. And I ended up 5.6 units for the week. And I believe... Uh, Jeff and I kind of went through it, but it looks like I was plus money on five of the seven days from Monday to Sunday. And uh, Atta boy, Matt, that's yeah, that's good stuff. That's I mean, yeah. you, it, it makes it fun stuff. to watch and we win a little money. I love it. Well, yeah, yeah. and plus that puts you know us in the uh, very small percentage of people that are actually making money doing this. Yep, yes. you're working. You're working it well, Matt. You really are, and uh, I think five out of seven. Hey, let's do the math, right? That's let's that, that's going to be a win, uh, you know. And you're not taking what I said to you on the phone over the weekend. You're not taking big hits on those two days you're losing, right? right? A lot of people will chase it, get behind. I've been there before, done it, right? Where all of a sudden you double down, even triple down, and then you lose. You come back and you get some back, but generally you don't get it all back, and you just dig yourself into a further hole, which you are not doing. Yeah, and I just well. And that's again just because I'm not wired that way yet. Maybe maybe I'll become uh, wired that way. But for now, I'm just very happy. And you know, Rich keeps talking about correctly money management philosophy and returns. And I didn't add everything up because I know those are questions people would have to say, okay, well that's great. You won 58 bucks last week. You know, how much did you risk to win 58 bucks? And to me, if I know that, I feel like I can find value i can win uh money and i'm not risking a huge amount so i mean we probably had or at least myself i probably had 400 to 450 bucks out during the week to win that 58 bucks and that is real money and it sounds like a, a lot of money going out every day but again i just made what well i don't know what that is but 10 percent ish yeah yeah 10 10 plus back in a week that's anybody that invests money would do that well, heck, anybody would do that if you could get them 10% in a year right now. Exactly right. So, I mean, yes. and, and I've got a little bit of wiggle room. I think what we're, the bets we're making are somewhat strategic in what we're doing as well. And I, I think there is a, a good reward for not a very large amount of risk. If you can, if you can create parlays that, employ a lot of leverage and you get close you can employ hedging strategies 
where you're essentially like, oh, if I win this last two or if I win this last one, I'm going to win. Well, don't just take the stress out of it and, and put a bet down on what I'm assuming is the underdog because um, a good hedging strategy with your last uh, bet of the parlay should be a um, in a time frame that allows you to assess what's happened before it and be on the favorite because if you're um, – if you're winning and you have the last one left, then you are going to get plus odds and sometimes very good plus odds. Um, and like, for example, in hockey, I'm usually like, you know, at worst I'm looking at plus 150. But, you know, if uh, you can put down some before the game, maybe it's plus 200 depending on the game. Um, and, and if the game go, you know, goes the way you think it's going to go and the favorite gets off to a one nothing lead, all of a sudden, you're at six or seven plus six or seven hundred in a one goal game. So you can put a, a hedge down very inexpensively and make as much or more than you would have on the parlay, and you take all the risk out of it at that point. Yeah, I'll give you a, a real world example, and this is, I think your your understanding and application of hedges is much better than mine, and I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, but last night, I had a parlay on college basketball that had. Three early, three earlier games, and then USC for the late game, and that parlay would pay pay me back fifty seven dollars when USC won. Well, as soon as the third game, uh, I you know you could tell early was was going to win for me as a fourteen parlay. I knew USC was in good shape, so they got out to a ten point lead early. Uh, the hedge bet ended up it was Washington State was the underdog. They were plus six hundred at that point. So I just threw $7 on Washington State. And I should have made it 8 I should have made it 10 You know, could have done anything I wanted. But the point being, so I was going to make 57 bucks net on the USC game. Instead, I made $50 net if USC won. And I was going to make $42 net if Washington State won. So either way, yeah, I, I took all the, risk, took got all the stress risk, out of it. Yeah, I got to risk some of the parlay winnings. To do that, but again, I'm locking in money. And to, and to your point, it, you can really make a hedge where you're rooting against yourself, your original bet, and you want to lose. Yeah, yeah I've done that several times in hockey. Yeah, and and I do think your your other point you had, like you said, you get to the last two. You know, depending on the parlay that you have out there, you know, for me it was a, a like a plus one seventy parlay. The odds weren't really in my favor, but you're right. If you had a bigger parlay, like some of my you know, if some of the things we put out there may get to like 10 or 12 teams. And if you're down to the last two teams and the thing's going to pay 10 to one, I mean, you're right. You could hedge on two teams and still be okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, this is com a complete non sequitur, but it does involve hockey. So last night, some one, one another bet I like to do, which is, um, is more risky. Um, but it's it's a quick hit quick return if uh, if it works is i like to go do the take under bets on late hockey games where they're giving you um an amount of goals you don't think is is attainable and so i tried it yesterday i tried it once yesterday and one and then i tried it again on the sabers blue jackets game and with three minutes left i somehow the market gave me um two goals and I'm like two goals uh, you know, to, to to tie. So I think their total was at seven, 
and it was under nine. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to totally take this because they're going to they're score two goals in and, – and the game wasn't close, so two goals wasn't going to send it to overtime or anything to, because that's an, another automatic goal. And I'm thinking, oh, that's no problem. Um, I'm going to do that because even if they score, you know, two goals, I'm still tying. This is this is this is no problem. Well, so the Sabres score, and then there's like ten seconds left, um, and the Sabres had pulled the goalie error. Maybe fifteen seconds left, and of course Columbus scores. But I'm still at the number. I'm like, this is fine. So the Sabres do what you're supposed to do, and they put the goalie back in. Um, I'm like, all right, they just got to skate this out. What there's what, ten seconds left. <laughs> well, the Sabres win the, uh, the the faceoff. It goes into their corner. And the defenseman falls down, and the it, it, it was like it was like watching a pee wee game. The defenseman <laughs> falls down. The winger comes out of the corner. The goalie tries to poke check, and he falls on his face and misses the puck. Jeez. And the guy just skates by the goal and throws it in. <laughs> Loser. That's what you call a bad beat. Yeah, that, that is. That was beat. the worst hockey beat I've ever had in my life. It was it was a joke what happened in that last 15 <laughs> seconds of that game. That, that's the game where you wish you weren't watching. It sounds like it's Buffalo. almost like it was fixed, but it's not. It sounds but, like Buffalo have money on the game. That's what I was yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like I, I was watching it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is an NHL game. Yeah, well, that's no good. So, Jeff, I, I, I can't even to... use the Jerry Glanville not for long, you know, joke because it's NHL. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you did call that one that uh, there was a hockey boost from time to time. These websites will give you boosted odds on certain games. And I think the boost yesterday on that game was Columbus to win and over two and a half goals for each team. Uh, Rich did say he liked that. So Jeff and I took that uh, just a small bet, but it did pay, I think, six to one. So that was one of our winners from yesterday. So thank you for that, Rich. Yeah, those are nice odds. Yeah, right. It's I mean, like that's. For, for three things that are likely to happen, and then they really are likely to happen, those are really good odds. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So what are we looking at today? Uh, You're hamstrung light... until Thursday because the NBA is not playing. Yeah, we've got kind of a light slate. Uh, I, I said I, I, w I was looking at the hockey, but I like to leave that to you because I think, well, not I think, I do know you know a lot more about hockey than I do, and I'm interested in your insights. I do have a... Slightly big parlay in college basketball, um, but those are the things that you know, this is part of it too. When we're betting on these things, it's just insane to me the teams that I'm I'm betting on and researching, which is Southern <laughs> Illinois, Edwardsville, home against Eastern Illinois. It's right, it's like why am I betting on Southern Illinois, Edwardsville? But uh, so SIUE, Northern Colorado, UCLA, San Francisco. Valpo, North Carolina, and Drake. And DraftKings. Go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't. I thought you were done. Uh, yep. And those, but you put those together, it gets you to plus one seventy one on DraftKings. Uh, you know, things like I'm going for is like Eastern Illinois is one in fifteen away on the money line. So I, those are good odds to me. Uh, you know, Idaho State against Northern Colorado. Idaho State's one in twelve away on the money line. Uh, you know, the other games are just winning teams against losing teams, you know, 21 and seven against eight and 18, uh, Valpo against Evansville is a closer game, but <coughs> Evansville has, you know, Evansville's got eight wins and lost to Valparaiso by 16 in Evansville. So 
Valpo at home, I feel good with. You know, those are the things I'm looking at. If you wanted to stretch, uh, Ohio State is 11 and one at home on the money line. Indiana's two and six away, but I just the Big Ten has been a little weird lately, and I just would be leery of touching that one. And then yes, Seattle, yeah, Seattle's 16 and one at home and getting two points. But New Mexico State is eight and two on the road and six and four against the spread. So I'm not touching that. So that's my money line again. SIUE, Northern Colorado, UCLA, San Fran, Valpo, North Carolina, and Drake. So this is funny. I made this nine pick college basketball parlay last night. Yeah. It's plus 512. And um, you're going to notice some similarities. I've got Maryland. North Carolina, Ohio State, SIUE, Northern Colorado, Drake, Valpo, UCLA, and San Francisco. There you go. And we didn't talk before that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great minds. That's, yeah, I looked, you know, I looked at Maryland. That's what Maryland, Penn State, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's in Penn State is a little, they're wonky on the road for sure. Well, I'm yeah. counting on that wonk. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay so you got you got Maryland then. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. I think that's is it you just got them on the money line. Right. And the other yeah, and these are um these are fairly early games to all of them, with the exception of the San Francisco game and the UCLA game. Exactly. And UCLA is going to the, the thing for UCLA for me was that they lost, what was that, two weeks ago in triple overtime to Arizona State. Mm -hmm. They're gonna hammer that team tonight. Hammer. Yeah. I mean I I the over on that game might look good and the spread might look good, but I'm just touching the money line. And San Francisco is going to be my hedge game because that's minus 900 for San Francisco. So right, if I get to that point, yeah. if I yep. get to that point, I'm going to put some uh, leveraged money on Pacific. I will, I will tell you about Penn state. I was looking at that game. It's two bad teams and obviously it does make a difference. It do make a difference. Uh, road versus home. Penn state has been playing some pretty good ball. Um, they've it just barely, uh, lost a Michigan, um, lost barely again before that The whiskey did beat the Spartans and then pounded Minnesota. Um, were there any fights after the game? No, but we got to yeah, touch right. on that too. But I, I would say I think that spread is three. I don't know if I, I love that game either way. I, I would money line like you said, Rich. That would, I would, I'd be comfortable with that. Um, if you have the spread there on the Ohio State Indiana game, I have it at seven on ESPN. The, it was mm -hmm. the official number there, guys. I had it at six and a half last night. All right. Um, you know, Ohio State, just like you mentioned, they, now. they had been undefeated until Saturday. Um, I actually went with them, and they lost that game outright at home to Iowa. Indiana is a very similar team. Ohio State is just not that big down low. There's a player that is uh, supposed to be coming Wait. back. If he were to play just as suing, then I would say that you would want to think about the Buckeyes. I think he's out. And I would say that at that, at that point, I would take the Hoosiers in the points. Um, it's a fairly desperate team, been struggling a little bit, but they do have a superstar and Trace Jackson on that team that is very strong down low, and that is the Buckeye weakness. So that's my play for the day. That's really the only one I have. Interesting. I, I will say you're, you are bucking a little bit of a trend there. Indiana's 1-7 on the road against the spread. 
Mm -hmm. But that that means they're due, Jeff. They're due. That's what I'm saying. So let's talk about hockey. There you go. So tonight um, we got a decent decent slate. Actually, some of these games start early. Uh, Like we've got a 1 o'clock between the Lanch and the Bruins. And then there's a 3 o'clock between the Hurricanes and the Flyers. So my parlays are basically this. My parlays are either four or five team parlays. I call my my lock the one the game that's got to win because I'm not not putting anything down on the other team is called what I call the anchor. And um, on five team parlays, I have to have two anchors. And my anchors today are the Carolina Hurricanes against the Flyers. Um, Carolina is a great team. The Flyers suck. Um, the Flyers are at home. Doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Carolina's got to got to take care of business in that situation. And the Leafs uh, are in uh, Montreal. Uh, and, and the Habs played last night. The Leafs are a far better team. They got to take care of business. Those two things happen. We're going to um, put a couple of different parlay combinations in uh, on the Lanch Bruins game and the Jets Flames game. And normally I'd say the Flames are kind of a lock, but the, the Jets are a weird team because the Jets can look like world beaters one night and awful the next night. So they're so um, inconsistent that um, I'm going to take, you know, uh, both sides of that one too. And if the two anchors hold, you know, hold serve basically, then I got a 10 o'clock hedge game the kraken and the canucks and uh, right now the canucks are favored and the kraken are plus 145. so if i get to that point i'm going to put some money on the kraken and then hope the canucks score once or twice first and then when it gets to you know plus 800 plus a thousand put a little more money on the kraken and you know like we were talking about earlier um you know i could make more money on the kraken than i could the whole parlay at that point nice yeah, I was going to ask if you do that where you're kind of doing multiple hedges and you just hit on it, which was by uh, uh, a good hedge to get you going. And then like well, the, I view the first hedge as the as the as the is the bet that's going to get you the money that you put up to get involved in this parlay in the first place. So it basically makes the whole thing risk free. And then um, if if the game starts to go the way you, you think it's going to go. Then you put money down because it's like, well, if uh, if the cracking come back on me now, um, I'm going to make some money on this because they're giving it away. Yeah, you know, if you're you get a you know plus eight hundred plus thousand, putting you know, five bucks on there, you get you know you're getting nice money back. That's nice money. Yeah, like it really it. is. I, I said I, I think it's a, a a really elegant strategy, and it again for the. I think what you're doing here, Rich, is what you talk about for the casual better. Again, you follow hockey a lot more than a lot of people do, including myself. And I love it. That's why if I was listening to this podcast, that's what I'm coming in for is, again, like, what what do I need to look for tonight? What can I do that it's a sound strategy that's going to win me some money? And I, yeah. I think you're on to something here. And, and the, you know, the anchor games supposed to be the, you know, the biggest lock, but it doesn't happen sometimes. Like the Islanders were my anchor yesterday. And the and the Habs beat them. Um, that shouldn't right. happened, but it does sometimes. And then th- that's why you use a lot of leverage, because you know over time you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna likely win more than you lose if you have the right anchor games. Well, that's to your you know your point again. I've I've kind of run numbers on what I've done uh, a little bit at least over the past couple weeks, and I think I've hit NBA parlays totaling up fifty five to one, and 
in the meantime, I think I put 22 bets out to do that. And I've only won three parlays. So you you have to, for me, like, again, it just depends on the odds, but I've gone three and 19, but I'm up, you know, 33 times my original bets. Or I mean, I'm, I'm what, two and a half times my original bet on these, uh, you know, 33 units up and two and a half times my original bet, I'm up. And it's crazy to think about going three and 19 and winning money, but it can be done. Yeah. Yeah, and you're and because you're utilizing leverage, you're not putting, you're not risking a whole lot of money at any given time. Yep. Well, that's um, uh, anyway. When I talk about the golf tournament yesterday, golf tournament, you know, with this is the first weekend uh, I didn't win any money on golf. Problem was, is that Joaquin Neiman just ran away with it from the get go, and there was really nothing. There was there was no value to be had, so I didn't even bother. I put I, one yep. three ball bet down on Victor Hovland and he pushed it. Which means you got your money back. Yeah. Right. So that's great. Not a, not a loser. That's right. So what we need are these uh these four or five people crowded within a you know one or two strokes of the lead um going into Sunday. That's when you can really get some great value. Well and I also think I'm gonna start running a few numbers on this but you're great going to these tournaments they offer you those three ball pairing matchups yeah and you know last week one of them was john rom uh scotty scheffler and jordan spieth though they were all paired up in a grouping well that's pretty hard to figure out out of those three who's going to have the best day in any given day but sometimes there's just going to be matchups where it's going to be you know brooks kepka and vaughn taylor and uh you know whoever Sigala, and at that point i'd have to say brooks is a strong favorite on that one and i think if you can leverage not it this week he wasn't what was that not this week he wasn't yeah correct correct but i, I think it i think you could probably find ways to leverage some of those matchups and win money but again i need to pull numbers before i start putting my money where my mouth is yeah well all right so we've uh We've made a mess of the uh, the light slate tonight, so let's uh, hope <laughs> <laughs> let's hope um, we uh, we get some winners out of this, huh? And we'll uh, good. Right. Tomorrow and talk about this. Yeah, well, yep. Provide some All value. Right. Excellent. All right, guys. I will uh, see you for back in uh, back in the home office tomorrow. All right. Good. Looking forward to it. Safe All travels. Right. See ya. Thanks. See ya.